This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You, in a world where you have many podcasts to listen to, are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Shut Your Trap, a.k.a. Chris Freebus. Joining me, as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hey there, Chris. How are things? Um, things are thingy. After, after <laughs> prison apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Is America still existing? I don't know. <laughs> um, we, yes, we are, we are currently still existing uh, for how long, we do not know. Um... <laughs> I, I can tell you that the, the mood on set yesterday was very dour and sad and uh, uh, basically everybody was, uh, you know, hurling insults. So it was lovely. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a great time. That pretty much sums up what America's thinking at the moment, I think. I just, I, I, we saw pictures of the, um, the the volume of people at the Obama inauguration compared to the Trump inauguration. Yes, and I've got to say, like watching it on TV here, it looked like a funeral procession. Oh, completely. Procession. Yep. Yeah, I went. Ah, uh, this is really somber. It's like someone's died. And uh, then you compare that to uh, today, where there's uh, been women's marches on various cities, and they have like three to four times the amount of people. <laughs> flooding <laughs> I think that's cities. Um, you know, uh, I also yeah, saw Twitter, just just before we joined, just before I joined, I saw that apparently the president removed his first ever tr- tweet on the POTUS account because he <laughs> misspelled something. It's like, God, mate, <laughs> someone well, the, should be well, a ghostwriter for him. The, uh, you know, on the top of a Twitter account, you can put a banner, um, yeah. image yeah. and the image that he posted was from inauguration with a whole bunch of people. Except for Obama's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know what? What else I saw? He actually, the cake that they use at the inauguration ceremony was the same yeah. cake that they use for Obama as well. But the person who actually made the cake said, Yeah, I made the one for Obama. I didn't make this one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a direct copy, too. And, and no no recognition of the, the prior artist or anything. So I totally copied the cake design without any credit to the cake designer. Yeah. Just, just welcome to how it's going to be for the next four years, guys. Have fun with that. Yeah. You know, I always say, um, you know, after you get past the first couple of days of this kind of thing, uh, by and large, we don't, we kind of forget who's president, you might say, except for when yeah. you know, some major activity happens. You know, so life goes back to day after day. And now part of that is because, hi, I'm a white male, so... Um, no problems. You're right. Yeah, 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 but I completely feel and sympathize for everybody that is not. Um, and yes. it's that's, that's the disturbing part, um, because there are some people that I've worked with that you can see the fear in their eyes. Um, uh, shoot, just even, even the, the women that are around me, uh, you can sense the fear. Um, you know, it, it, is, it is troubling on that front. Um, but like I said, hopefully, uh, if you follow Patton Oswalt, uh, who I have been, he's a comedian. Um, he has a particular brand of, uh, snark that <laughs> I think can get everybody through this. Um, the, the best one was, uh, yesterday, one of the guys that the, the head guy that runs one of these alt-right, uh, 
white power websites or whatever was on the news and he was uh, talking, doing a live interview and some guy came in and cold cocked him across the face. <laughs> and, um, and so people were sitting there going and, and, and Patton Oswalt was really uh, going, yeah, that was awesome. And people were like, well, how dare you? And you're, you're condoning violence. He goes, no, 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 I don't normally condone violence unless it's punching a Nazi in the face. And so then for the next <laughs> exactly 24 hours, that Oh, that's yeah. where that tweet originally from. <laughs> yes. So then, for the next, for the next twenty-four hours, uh, people have been posting. Oh, I was watching this. And he's like, "Oh, what a great day to way to spend the day." Unless you can punch a Nazi. I was highly recommend. I highly recommend following. I highly recommend following Patton Oswalt, and his his humor will get you through many of these situations, and also kind of. Make the blood boil too, but uh, anyway, that um, <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um. What else is going on? Uh. Well, I will say this: we had a California had an unusually heavy amount of rain yesterday. Oh. And uh, my wife said that our street completely flooded up over the sidewalks. That's how much water was coming down uh, the wow, street. That's a lot of water. And then my neighbor uh, posted a video. He was, uh, it was trash day yesterday. So trash cans were floating down the, uh, the river. <laughs> oh, and, and yeah, and so they were out in their uh, Toyota FJ uh, gathering trash cans before they went into the major street. And, uh, so just going up and down the, the streets of the neighborhood because the one of the streets that connects to me, it, if my street is a raging river, then it is an ocean, this other street, because basically three streets combine into this, like where all the water floods. It's just insane. And so, so basically it's a drainage culvert. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he had video of him uh, and he was just taking video while he was driving of just showing how much water there was. And as he was doing that, a tree fell on the video right in front of another car that was in front of him. And that car almost got squashed by the tree. Oh. It, pretty one of those things where it's just like, Wow! How it's did you capture that? Movie. I mean, it, yeah, it's it was great. Movie. And and that footage wound up making the local news. So, <laughs> so it should have. That's pretty cool. Meanwhile, up in uh, uh, at Mammoth Mountain, which is in northern California, it's about uh, four and a half, five miles, or five miles, five hours from me. I've never been there personally myself, um, but it's the massive ski resort uh, in California. They have the largest snowpack throughout the nation. There was a picture of somebody standing up on top of a sign that under normal circumstances is 18 feet tall. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the snowpack is literally, I think, after this storm, uh, 20 feet deep. So we were talking about that last last week, I think, on the podcast. Yeah. And that would pretty much mean that you could just like walk and just hold on to the ski lifts and pretty yeah. much walk up the, the mountain being dragged by a ski lift. Yeah, they, they were saying that they were having to uh, dig out the ski lifts. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. Well, that's really good because then that will result yes. in, um, in water when it melts. Uh, well, somebody guys. was telling me that it's very familiar with the mountain that they said it'll probably wind up having snow all year round until oh. uh, the next snowfall. Not that it's skiable, but the top of the mountain will probably keep its snow the entire year. Whereas this so, year it didn't do that right, like it was it was dry on the top. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, in, well, in, that's in, good news for you guys. That's right. Really so you news. know, apocalyptic weather and uh, apocalyptic politics. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the script of twenty twelve. Yeah. So now that we've alienated half our audience, 
Um, <laughs> I did the bad half. <laughs> um, I should I should go the rest of the way and talk to you about the, the uh, Leah Ramini show about Scientology. It's quite fascinating. Um, <laughs> Backroom that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, I mentioned uh, last week that I was playing a table that had the exact same layout as uh, El Dorado. Yeah. And so I wanted to find out what the actual name of that was. Uh, the, the table I was playing was Solar City. And I guess the difference between it and El Dorado is Solar City is a two-player, or can uh, can have two players playing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, the, back in the day, that was a feature where it was like, ooh, now you can have two players play at the same time. And, oh, look out, four players. Woo! So I remember the, the four-player EMs are insanely complex in the back box because they have to have about two extra subsystems that track player yeah. um, um, status. And, it's yeah, it's, it's crazy to see what those look like in the back box. Um, yeah. And underneath as well. So yeah, that's a uh, it's non-trivial to say back then. It's like to now. It's like well, four players is nothing. We actually had six players right. on the season games, right? right? But yeah, back then it was like a really quite a, a big deal to have that many <laughs> players in the machine. The that other, sounds cool though. Yeah. The the other thing I uh, after thinking about having played uh, with Mary Shelley's Frankenstein for real. Finally, mm. um, I played a little bit of it in TPA just to see what the feel was. And I got to say, um, I'm uh, I'm impressed with how Farsight managed that table. It very much felt like uh, what I was playing in real life. Now, as mm. is typical, I was able to score much higher <laughs> in TPA. In TPA. Yeah. But uh, in terms of the ball feel uh, and where the ball was bouncing and kind of going, um, no, I think they did a really, a really good job on that. It... That's kind of the, the problem with uh, reviewing anything that Farsight does is if you've never touched the table or it's been a long time since you've touched the table, it's hard to give an accurate uh, portrayal of what they've done. So I, I'm always curious when I get a hold of machines that uh, are either long since passed in my memory or I didn't really have a, uh, uh, a chance to play at all to, to see where they fall. Mm. I haven't played Mary Schelling's uh, thingy ever since it was in the arcades. So that was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, my, it's still hideously ugly, but <laughs> yeah, hideously ugly and has annoying callouts. Um, but you know, it's yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's a C. <laughs> it's all right. Blockade news, not live and mostly current. That we have some news to announce, Jared. Yes, we do. Can, can I go ahead and announce it? Uh, I'll stop you if we're getting off off what we can and can't announce. Okay, okay. So here's the deal, gang. Uh, you've heard us mention Arcuda, which is uh, they're making a cabinet that will be able to play Farsight games now, officially. Yes. Well, we have been in talks with Arcuda, and we have now gotten in a, how shall we call it, an official relationship with them. Yes. And with that official relationship, we are giving access and certain knowledge, such as with their uh, uh, cabinet, you cannot believe... That, that sounds nice, but I don't know if we can talk about that just yet. Oh, I can't talk about... Okay, fine. 
What about yeah. some of the uh, game companies that are going to be attached to this? So for starters, oh, no, no, I'm going to stop you there. I, it's can't really talk about that either at this stage. Okay. Um, well, some of the functions that are within this machine um, that I think a lot of people are going to be excited about because uh, what? Well, okay. For instance, what you're going to be able to do with it is you're going to be able to take hang it off. On. Hang on a second. I don't yeah. know if. You, um, I don't know if we could talk about that either. So what you're telling me is we have info, <laughs> but we can't tell anybody about it. Yeah, kind of. The the NDA is rather specific about what we can and can't talk about, and it's, it's quite a lot at this stage. Um, Let's talk about but, the NDA. Um, so in the NDA, yeah. um, it specifically <laughs> says... <laughs> that we can't talk about much at the moment, which is fine. <laughs> but there is some good news, I think, that we can Yeah, what's that? Talk. And that is that um, as time progresses and the platform uh, gets closer to release, uh, Arcuda will be using us as uh, a way to communicate those um, releases earlier than normal. So uh, that will be something to keep an ear out for if you're interested in digital pinball and arcade um, happenings. Um, and I'll tell you what, some of the stuff that, uh, that me and Jared have already been exposed to, it got us... Uh, incredibly stoked and excited, and we were like, "Oh, I want yeah. to talk about it, but we can't talk about it." So, anyway, so um, want to talk about it, but we we just can't. And um, trust us that when the time is right, Akuda will give us the information that we can um, release yep. for you guys, and it will be really cool. So, yep. yeah, keep keep an ear out. All right, let's move on to something that we can talk about. Hmm. Uh, there was a posting uh, in the thread for our last podcast. Uh, user by the name of I want to say it's Gorgeous or Georges Thirty uh, Two. Georges Thirty Two, I think it Georges. is. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, they, he issued us a challenge, and that was because of my known hate, and Jared, to a large extent, also has a similar hate of all things Gottlieb Premier. The challenge was. How about saying one or two nice things about each Gottlieb premiere? Yeah, this is a, a challenge that I am happy to accept. <laughs> uh, the... I'm not sure that I'm happy to, but I'll do my best. <laughs> I think um, I think for me, you should be able to smell my brain trying to tick over about the things that I like <laughs> to say about um, a Gottlieb premiere. But look, there's he did only say one or two things, so I yes. think we can probably manage that. For example, yes. you know, these machines have balls in them. And <laughs> that makes them pinball machines. So that's There a good are thing, balls right? and flippers. Hooray! That's right. <laughs> okay, well, shall we just take down the list? They didn't cost more than a quarter. Hooray! Hooray. They were, they were good. Yeah. Now, I think his question is about the machines that are in TPA. I don't think he actually means that how they're implemented in TPA. It's just what machines are in the right. game and... And generally speaking, both in real life and in the game, some right. positive things about them. So we can we can probably find one or two things about them that are positive. Let's start <laughs> off. We're just going to go down the list alphabetically. So uh, let's start off with Bone Busters. What's something yeah. nice that we can say about Bone Busters? Do you want me to start? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I think, is it, do we have to actually, before we go on, do we have to actually make it one nice thing each or can we just agree on the nice thing? Oh, if we can agree, we'll agree. But <laughs> if, okay. if we both have something nice to say, then go for it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to talk from a mechanical perspective here on bone busters, right? So on bone busters, on the left-hand side, there is a pop bumper that's sort of sitting out nowhere, right? Well, okay. they have to allow the balls to pass behind that pop bumper without it triggering. They've modified it. So the skirt is pretty much a half skirt. Um, and that is, I don't think I've seen another pop bumper like that in any other game. So that is a nice thing about bone busters. <laughs> <laughs> a nice thing about bone busters. If you were missing pink in your, in your uh, tables, Bone Busters has pink. Excellent. That's a, that's, a, that's a great. That's this is a great start. I think we're doing well. Okay. What's the next okay. one that we? <laughs> that's enough of that, by the way. What will be enough um, for Bone Busters? I yes. Uh, <laughs> class of eighteen twelve. Here, I'll start with this one. Okay, you go. You go. You go. Yep. If you are a fan of songs featuring chickens, Bone uh, Class of eighteen twelve is the table for you. That, that's a that's a fair call. There is quite a bit of chicken action in this. Um, so yes, that's that's a valid thing for class of eighteen twelve. So for me, <laughs> for me, I think the um, I think it captures a moment in time, not eighteen twelve, but about <laughs> nineteen eighty, um, with the uh, specific voice acting and rapping that is going on with the game. Well, so, I think we can go a little bit deeper than 80. Maybe 83? 84? Somewhere 80s. around there? Let's call yeah. it mid-80s. Mid-80s. Um, and it shows, at the time, the understanding that godly premier executives had of the rap industry. Um, like it existed? Yes. It, <laughs> yes, exactly. So they wanted to capture that market uh, by including awesome rap in the game and therefore they wanted to make it so these stiffs and spooks would actually rap so look you know there's rap tracks in this game if you are really gagging for a game with some 1985 um pinball rap in it then 1812 is yours uh, you got to go for it it's it's the best okay of that, of that year um <laughs> let's go to cue ball wizard um okay uh do you do you want to go or should i go i think it's your turn to go first okay i'll go first so with this one i actually quite like the way they have integrated the big cue ball um into multi-ball and how to score jackpots normally you would just you know shoot a ramp or whatever but this one you have to not only hit the little the hit the cue ball with a little steel ball and do it in such a way that it hits the right targets um and then wait for the cue ball to actually shoot the ball up into the target. So there is a fair bit of strategy there. Um, but it's, you know, it's a big draw card to the game when you're looking at it. Because there, I don't think, again, Gottlieb Premier, sometimes the innovators, and there's nowhere, no other game that I know of with a big cue ball in the middle of it like that. The only thing that comes close is Circus Voltaire with its um, ring master or its ring ball captive. So. Yes, I will, certainly agree, I will certainly agree that when you, when walking by one in an arcade and you saw that, it made you go, oh, oh yeah. let me take a look, better look. So it visually had a nice uh, 
draw card for it. Um, yes. I will. I will say if you are a fan of drop targets, there's a lot of drop targets on the table. Yes. Um, yes. There there are many drop targets, and they're arranged in such a way that you can actually bank them all in one go, which is kind of pretty cool. I've never done it, um, but you can do a clean shot. Which is cool. Like the, they've obviously thought of the geometry of those targets, so you can do that. Which you know shows they put a bit of care into that game. Okay, um, let's <laughs> let's have a crack at Big Hurt. Ooh, okay, it's your turn. It is my turn. Okay, Big Hurt. I will say that um, I think the moving mitt is a fun idea just as the moving goalie on um world cup soccer is a fun idea and mm -hmm. it's uh, something that's been used on many tables um but i like that they used it not only as a block feature but also sometimes you actually want to hit it so they integrated two different ideas into one and implemented that nicely yeah, I agree. The, the glove was one of my highlights of this game too. And if you are playing on a machine that's very well maintained and it has strong flippers and it's set at the right pitch, that glove really does interact well with the ball when it like shoots it back down at the flippers. It actually makes the game a little bit um, tricky. So that's a good feature. The other thing I like about that game is the fact that the, in that same area, you get the Grand Slam ramp just popping out of nowhere, which if you've seen oh. it for the first time, it's a pretty cool feature. You're going to go, oh, I've got to shoot this extra rant that's popped out. So that's a, that's pretty good. I actually quite like being hurt uh, out of all the Gottlieb premieres in the game. Yeah, I will it's actually, say it's, it's not it's not terrible. No, it's it's actually quite good. Um, uh, let's go with the most recent uh, Gottlieb premiere that's been put onto TPA, and that is Gladiators. I like... There's two things I like about this game. That from a historical Oh, good. I don't have to come up with any. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to think of one. No, oh. I like the fact that from a... From a historical perspective, this game has one of the most checkered paths I think I've seen in any pinball machine. As as far it's actually, you know, it started off as one theme, then it, they had to can that theme and go to another one, uh, and then it's now Gladiators. So, Gottlieb Premier's ability to roll with the punches on this one is is certainly demonstrated. I think um, the other thing that is quite good on this game, although not really shown very well in TPA, is this thing has one of the most violent shaker motors on any pinball machine that I've played. It's so violent that um, if there are coins in the cash box, it makes this such a terrible, terrible racket that you cannot help but notice it in the arcade. Like it's going, what is jackhammering in the corner in the pinball corner? Oh, okay, it's this game. <laughs> so that's a draw card for gladiators in the arcade. Okay. Hmm. Um, I will say that the moving uh, crane arm, if you will, or uh, mm -hmm. habit trail, um, any kind of thing, any kind of table that does that where there's a moving piece uh, that the ball travels on, uh, again, has visual appeal to me, and I can't help but want to shoot the ball and watch the ball go down it. So, uh, hooray! Yeah, that's good. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> to... Oh, God. To to going nuts. So um, th this was your turn to go first, Chris. Unfortunately. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, uh, something nice about going out. Nice about <laughs> okay, here's here here we go. Here we go. Um, good on them for trying something different, which is not having an outlane for draining. That it's just merely you and your flippers trying to keep the balls in play. Yeah, that's a fair call. Um, and for me, I think the let's call it unique layout of the play field <laughs> um, and the way that there's a, there are actually quite a few drop targets position on this table and there is a challenge to actually hitting those drop targets in this game. It's not as easy as perhaps other games um, because of the way they're spread out um, and the geometry of the table. So that adds a challenge. If you want to have a drop target challenge, then going nuts is is a good one to go for there. Um, not to mention the fact that, you know, it's multi-ball all the time in it as well. And it's timed, which is, you know, definitely a different take on pinball. I'm holding my mouth. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go forward. Oh, good. It's your turn. Uh, it's, lights, camera, action. Um, again, uh, a lovely homage to the 80s um, uh, in this particular game. Uh, I think the uh, the thing, there's a few, well, I'll go with one thing because I want to save one for you just in case. And if you don't mm -hmm. mention it, I'll mention it afterwards. Uh, but I think in real life, um, I think the shot from the upper left flipper into the millions loop uh -huh. would be incredibly satisfying in in a game, in a real life game. Like if you really got in there and spun that that ball around that loop, lots and lots of times that would be really cool it doesn't really translate so well on android um the implementation that fast i've done there seems to be a some sort of weird collision issue inside that loop and i'm flat out getting one loop around it most times so it's sort of it, it makes it a little bit less satisfying to play in in tpa but in real life I, i'd imagine i'd be doing that shot all the time um I'm struggling here, but I, I'm, I'm going to succeed. I know I'm going to succeed. Let's see. Um, on the real table, uh, on top of the back box, there are flashing lights. <laughs> <laughs> so are you talking about the red and blue spotlights that actually change the color of the play field? Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, the other thing... <laughs> <laughs> cool story, bro. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> the other thing that's a little bit unique about the lights, camera, action is the way that the eject, um, the vertical up kick is just throw the ball back onto the play field without going down a ramp or sort of following an existing path. They just go, oh, I'm just going to chuck it out. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's a, that's an interesting sort of thing because you go, well, where's this ball going to go? And then it just goes rocketing towards your flippers. So that sort of keeps you on your toes a bit. Let's right. go on to Rescue 911. Mm. Is it your turn to go first? Nope, it's your turn. Is it? Okay. I think. Wait, um, did I do Lights Camera? No, shoot, it no, is my I went for, no, oh. I, I, took, I took the fall for Lights Camera. Um, you got to do it for Rescue 911. Okay, Rescue 911, uh, presumably based on the TV show of the same name. So the positive I have is that there is no William Shatner callouts. <laughs> that's quite true i actually didn't realize that william shatner did the voice for rescue 911 or 
So yes, he was it. the he was the host of Rescue Nine One One and would uh, uh, narrate the various stories that they told each each episode. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's probably is a plus actually. Um, <laughs> uh, so because otherwise you'd me, have to hear that you have earned an extra ball. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, that, that would be the hard to take. There are people in dire need of your help. <laughs> now, go. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that would that would actually make that game amazingly good. I think <laughs> <laughs> if he did the voice it that way, I would love to play that game with him narrating <laughs> like that. All the missions, I would totally be into it. Plunge. Um, the ball. <laughs> So dear, someone needs to put in a sound like one of those um, uh, sound boards into it, right? And right. and totally do get a, someone to do that. That would be fantastic. Such a good mod, anyhow. Um, for me, in real life, this game has a feature the, like the live saved feature, and wow. it's kind of cool to walk up to one in real life and see how many virtual pinball lives you've saved on that particular machine. Of course, until it's factory reset when everyone dies um, and it goes back to zero. <laughs> but while it's, while it you murder. That's right. How would William Shatner say that? <laughs> you murderer. Gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's rescue nine 11. Live saved. Live saves. Okay. Um, mm. uh, that means this is you. Uh, TX sector. TX, 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 TX. Um, I think uh, the thing I I think makes this table unique um, is the warping balls feature. Um, over to you, Chris. Am I uh, mistaken in that this had a uh, mirrored back glass? You know, a, a, a kind of an infinity back glass. Yes, I think it did have an infinity glass. Yep. All right, infinity glasses uh, or back glasses are always cool. Yep, they are. Okay, All moving right, on. Teed <laughs> yeah. uh, off. Uh, this is me. Uh, this is you. No, no, this is me. Teed off. Okay. Um, I don't think teed off is. Teed off is another one that's not terrible. I think it suffers in comparison to um, no good gophers. But. Mm. Tidoff did come out before No Good Gophers. Yes. And I will say that I appreciate Gottlieb's attempt at making a cartoon table, if you will. Mm. Um, capturing the spirit of a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, you know, sound effects, a... uh, uh, call-outs, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a fair observation. I think... Um... From a features perspective, do you have a feature in particular that you like on the game? You know, the thing that attracts you is the spinning uh, roulette wheel underneath. But mm. I, once you play it, you realize that it's nothing but a gimmick that proves annoying. Um, so from a feature perspective, okay, the upper uh, left flipper that you shoot the volcano, I believe, with? Or not the volcano, the, um, the hole-in-one. Yep, the jump ramp. Yep. Jump ramp. 
yeah, um, that's actually kind of fun when you're when you're able to to hit it and definitely feels satisfying. Uh, it's an odd angle for a flipper to be at. Um, so, yeah, that's true. And if it's um, if the ball comes through that lane at, with a running start, um, it's quite a tricky shot to get right. Um, there's also, I think, some big scoring targets around that area that also are quite difficult to hit on a running shot. So, yeah, you get a bit of challenge in that area of that game. Um, so, for me, I think I, I actually don't mind the wheel um, in this game. I think it's okay. Um, doesn't really, the physics in TPA don't really let it be variable enough. Um, but in real life, you can actually get the, the, the double mode pretty easily. And to trigger the wheel, just shooting the uh, the center vertical up kicker behind the drop targets is pretty easy to do. So that's a good little exploit in the game. The um, other thing I like about this is it's kind of trying to be a Caddyshack pinball without really trying to be a Caddyshack pinball um, in a way. Well, uh, no, you're absolutely correct. And it's, it's the exact same thing that uh, No Good Gophers went for also. Yeah. Just to a better end <laughs> they they i think yeah they captured better in no good gophers i think Gottlieb did a okay job for the first cab off the rank um with that theme so there you go for a first attempt at a at a golf themed pinball which i really don't think there's a lot of at all um out there um they they were first off the bat and they did an okay job at it that brings up something that we'll bring up uh, after we talk about this last table because I think uh, there's an interesting question to be asked. So uh, mm. let's 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 spin back around to that in after we talk about our last table of uh, Gottlieb premieres that are in the pinball arcade, and that is victory. Victory. You, you yeah. go first. Okay, I will go first on this one. The thing I like about victory is once you learn the shots, you can just do them over and over again. And the goal is very clearly defined in the game. You've got to win the race by shooting the shots. And that's kind of refreshing in a pinball machine. Um, if you just want to go, I just want to focus on my shots and flip some balls around. It's good. I will say victory has that just one more game aspect to it. Um, it's, a table that I don't like, but I somehow like it while playing it, if you will. It's like, once I start playing it, I can't stop playing it. And mm -hmm. it be, is because uh, it takes me a few go-rounds to go like, oh yeah, that's where that particular goal is. You know, it's one through yeah. seven or the goals, or the checkpoints, I should say. Um, yeah, and once you figure out the one through seven, it becomes a thing of, well, how quickly can I run through one through seven? And, that's right. Uh, Am I able to do it without pausing, you know, and catching the ball? Or because the way it's designed, you actually can go rat a tat tat through them. Um, yeah, do it on the in fly a flowing, you know, in a flow manner. So that's what I appreciate about it that it has that, uh, yeah, that just one more time aspect to it. Yeah, that's it's does have that. Yeah, I agree. I I find it quite fun if I actually sit down in front of it and play it. It's it's good, and the scores are satisfying as well. I think the scoring is well balanced in the game. Like if you get twenty million in that game, you really feel like you've got a good run at the game. You know what's funny? Um, and uh, 
Georgia's 32, you bastard. Um, <laughs> yeah, but challenge accepted. Uh, challenge complete. Challenge completed. Where's our um, wizard goal for that? <laughs> Bing! Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is, so Victory and TX Sector and Life's Camera Action, they all have that uh, alphanumeric display. Yes. And when you see it in real life, it's tiny. I yeah. mean, like obnoxiously tiny. Um, it's even the point smaller that, than the Belly Williams ones. Oh like, god, it's and they, it, it, small. And not only that, but the the coloring on it—it it just made it always made me feel like I was playing on a pocket calculator. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, like a, like an old uh, like an old Texas instrument um, pocket mm -hmm. scientific calculator that had the uh, LED or LCD display, I should say. Um, yep. And. Even when playing in TPA, where the size of the uh, alphanumeric is the same size as you would find on a Bally Williams table. Because mm, I scaled I it up. Yeah, they scaled it up. I can't get it out of my head. And I always just, even in TPA, I'm like, ah, stupid small display. <laughs> yeah, true. It's uh, They are really small. And I don't know why they went with that particular topic of gas plasma um, display. Because, you know... Well, probably it was probably cheaper because it was smaller. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it really is just, it's one of those weird quirks though that I just, like I said, if you, in, if you've ever run across one in real life, you'll immediately understand what I'm talking about. Where you'll be like, why is it so tiny? Um, it's almost like I they mean, need to put it in the play field itself or on right. the apron so you can actually see it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So you brought up, you said, there's not that many golf-themed pinball tables. Yeah. And yet there's a thing called pin golf. Where... That's right. So wouldn't it be interesting to actually design a table specifically around the idea of having it be pin golf? Yeah. Have lots of, like, the ability to sort of, like, go for quite clear defined goals and progressions in the game. That would actually be a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah. Or even if you have, with the modern tables, what if you built into, uh, you know, say all the modern sterns, each table has one hole of pin golf. And then you can link all the tables together and you would rotate from table to table to table. Or maybe, you know, make it a mode where it, it, it's uh, not necessarily a specific hole per table, but you program in, hey, I own six stern tables link them to pin golf and then it does have you you do one hole and then you move to the next table you do another hole and then eventually you come back around to that table and do a different style of play on that but make a make a course out of it i think that'd be kind of interesting make a course that would be yeah. kind of cool wouldn't it it would be it pretty would be. it would be achievable because everything all these games are networked now exactly um, especially well i was gonna say especially you know all the jersey jack tables are uh, uh wi-fi connected hmm I think all the Spike 2 systems actually have a Wi-Fi ability module. They have the ability for expansion to Wi-Fi if it's not mm -hmm. already on the game. So putting on a network module and disconnecting it to the arcade's um, Wi-Fi, uh, it wouldn't be bad at all. The interesting thing with that system, though, and um, I heard this, that uh, like those games, those driving games like... Um, what are they, Maximum Tune and all those sort of games in the arcade that have a linked leaderboard system. 
um, or glo global leaderboard, they actually right. require the right. operator to agree to a takings from the cash box each month. So they will take a certain amount of revenue per month from the operator to do it. And I think in some of the of the franchises, but I think Maximum Tune is one of them, that if you don't opt in to the leaderboarding um, system, you don't get to operate the game. So it's wow. you, you, you must, if you're getting this game, you must connect it to our leaderboards and you must give us a rake. So not only rate. would you be, if you didn't, if if you the operator didn't own the machine yourself, but you were you know getting them from a distributor that has yep. games on the route, not only mm -hmm. would you be forking over a share to the route the, or the router, but you'd also be forking over a share to the leaderboard. <laughs> no, you would actually. So. It would be if it was a profit share scenario, and you were getting the the games off the operator. The operator would have to fork like accommodate that cost in their um, commission scheme. So okay. the money, the money that they took from the cash box, yeah, um, they would have to like the percentages they get, they'd have to divvy it up to um, whoever it is, Namco or whoever does Maximum Tune. So okay. yeah, because I was going to say that would suck if you're the opera or the uh, the arcade owner that you're basically twice paying out. Um, yeah, that would really suck. So, yeah. so I like I actually really do like the idea of having. A, um, a leaderboard system, but it would be under the proviso that it doesn't gouge operators more than they're currently getting gouged um, <laughs> out there. Because you know, it's it's not easy to be in a family entertainment center operator anymore. Um, yeah. So, speaking of family entertainment um, places, well, this one's not so family. Um, next month, our pinball tournament will be moving to a brand new venue. Yes. Um, and that, and that venue is a place called Netherworld Arcade in yes. um, a suburb just outside the city called Fortitude Valley. And they've got 15 pinball machines there. Um, so obviously I'm a little bit excited about <laughs> our league moving to there. Also Fortitude Valley is about two suburbs away from where I work at the moment. So oh, nice. it's, it's a lot easier than Green Slopes, which was about a 20 minute drive or 15 minute drive away. Okay. So very happy about that. That's gonna be so good. Pregnant pause. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of if I had anything to add to that, and I didn't. <laughs> Nothing further, Your Honor. Nothing further, Your Honor. Oh, I know what I was gonna. Uh, what I was thinking about. Um, last week, you and I both said that we were taking the kids to a movie. Did you happen to go see Sing? I did go and see Sing. Um, and did you it like? Was, it was okay. Um, I think it started too slowly at the beginning, um, but like, like the last third, when things really started to kick along, it was okay. It was quite good. I was uh, uh, rolling my eyes at the idea, the the very premise in terms of it being a singing competition, and they show the audition process, and they the premise, folks, because I know you care so much, is that <laughs> this guy is trying to save his theater and. Uh, have a successful show. And so in order to do that, he uh, decides to host a singing competition, figuring somehow that this is going to fill the theater over and over again, except for the fact that uh, unlike something like American Idol or America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent or whatever talent show you have near you, um, it seemed like it was a one-off uh, show that he was going to be putting on because he only winds up selecting like six acts, like eliminating 
hundreds and hundreds of people right like off the bat <laughs> the entire city basically <laughs> yeah 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 and so so i was kind of like okay i get it that you know this is for the kids and and it's an hour and a half movie they don't have time to go through various uh you know competition cycles and and everything but the at a certain point the competition gets called off and instead they just have the people singing and so that once it hit that moment i went okay that's better because now I don't have yeah. to root for anybody. I can just enjoy, you know, them doing their song at the end. Um, yeah. Which up until and that point, okay. we never heard their entire song. We only heard little snippets. So that's right. And, you know, they had really, really good um, singers in there uh, who could belt out the tunes. And that was great to actually hear that. Um, and yeah, the, I think definitely the end was the highlight of the movie, which I guess in movies it should be. Um, but I did actually decide to watch The Shallows last night on your recommendation, Chris. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so full of, of holes. So full, full of, of holes. Yeah, you're full <laughs> of it. Totally full of it. It was so full of holes. Um, <laughs> so more holes in a leaky boat, that thing. Like, I love the fact that, you know, I, I won't go into the plot. It, basically, the plot's pretty easy. A girl tries to escape from a shark that's, that's trying to kill her. <laughs> That's pretty much the plot. Yes. Um, and uh, I love the fact that, you know, during that there's some scenes where, you know, she's uh, on this island and there's like uh, in the tent scenes that the swell just suddenly goes up to like 2.0 meters high. And then in all the other scenes, it's like a pond. <laughs> I'm just going. That's the difficulties short. of shooting on water. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I'm just looking at going. Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, the shark, the way they did the shark in the movie, I think that was that was okay. It did really like to eat metal, though, didn't it? Like yes. It, it, it did really, have a fondness for metal. Um, it loved metal. And it must have the strong... I reckon it must be, like, you know, titanium teeth to be able to, like, do what it did to metal in that movie. <laughs> um, so it was, uh, it was an interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I got it really cheap, so whatever. <laughs> Google Play. I got it for, like, I think 50% off, so I ended up paying, like, $1.99 for it. Okay. And it was worth that. It was worth that. Yes, yes that's uh, what I but, paid when I rented it for, you know, yeah, two bucks rental. So, see, I think uh, you should, next time we do these things, you should actually record how much you paid for the movie. I think that would actually give, it, oh, give a little bit more okay. perspective. Because <laughs> I don't know if I, I enjoy like I, I, I won't be spoiling anything in, in terms of saying that the shark gets disposed of. And yes. I happen to like the way that the shark was disposed of. I thought that was a creative death for a shark. <laughs> yeah, it was, definitely. I, I will agree with that. I was going, oh, that's a, that's an interesting... Because uh, let's face it, there's only so it. many ways you can kill a shark. And Jaws pretty much did all of them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And this one does definitely take given a different way of doing that uh, yes. as well. So. And yeah. I also appreciated the shark was much more shark-like than, say, something of the nature of Deep Blue Sea, where mm. uh, uh, the sharks were genetically enhanced in smart sharks and jumped out of the water in Nate Samuel L. Jackson. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's delicious. That's he's why. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So why wouldn't you want to eat Samuel L. Jackson? Anyhow. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, was the, that, that was the shark the, the Sharknado. No, it wasn't quite Sharknado, but it was. It was still. It was all right, I guess. But, um, <laughs> get it. Get it when it's cheap. 
Put it Something that way. tells Wait, me that, that Jared and I's movie taste, um, if we got right down to it, is not the same. <laughs> no, probably not the same. Probably, probably not the same. <laughs> No. All right, hey folks, uh, no back room for you this time because I uh, shot my wad the last two weeks. So yep. uh, lucky you, and we're <laughs> going to uh, call it a podcast right now. Hey, we do thank you so much for listening to us. Why don't you go ahead and uh, check out the show on Twitter? That is at Blockade. Uh, you can also follow us individually. I am at Shut Your Traps. He is at Jared Morgs. Why don't you drop us an email? blah blah blockade at gmail.com you can uh put in requests for topics to be on the shows you can do the same thing by commenting on the uh show thread in pinball arcade fans uh that's where we got today's topic from mm. you can uh, also visit our website which is blockadepinball.com there you will find all of our past shows, as well as show notes, uh, timings for uh, certain features, as well as if there's any uh, web addresses that we have mentioned, uh, Jared a lot of times posts those, so you can do a quick and easy links to that. Just like last week with the uh, Binju's Drinking Gronk song. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put up a referral link on that to see how many times people clicked it. There you go. There you go. All right. So until next time, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. WizardAmusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rugs. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. You can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening, play some pinball.